I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 295. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. I'm currently taking applications for the next 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. This is coming up for fifth year now of delivering this program. I've uh, had hundreds of people go through it. Uh, so if you want to turbocharge your career in Microsoft business applications, consider filling out the form for your expression of interest. If you go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentor, fill in your details there and I will be in touch. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today's MVP is from Greater Stoke on Trent in England. He is the owner and director of Solo Cloud Solutions. He's a new MVP awarded just last year, so exciting times. He holds a Master of Arts in Antiquity uh, degree in Ancient History. He enjoys reading and chatting about latest films, TV, and enjoys learning and studying history when he's not blogging or tinkering. You can follow him on Twitter, Joe Griffin, uh, at Joe Griffin, or check out his website, serumchamp.co.uk. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks, Mark. What an introduction. Wow, I like it. <laughs> Ancient history. Ancient history. Yeah, it is. It's just it's the furthest thing from IT, really. Um, but I think it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, um, you know, I've met a lot of people who haven't gone through the, you know, the typical comp sci you know, mm. IT journey, and they're probably some of the best people I know, you know, working in IT. So, yeah, it does give you a bit more of an interesting, a different perspective, let's say. Mm-mm. I mean, ancient history, I just, I just find anything around history intriguing, right? Because it's kind of like, it's not theory, it's, it's what was done, you know, or it's an account of what was done. What's, what's the, the big takeaways for you in ancient history? Well, I think it's like you say, there's there's lessons to be learned. I think there's, you know, interesting stories in terms of, um, you know, individuals and, you know, history does, you know, repeat itself a lot. You know, ancient Roman history was one that I was particularly sort of interested in, um, you know, and you can sort of maybe sometimes see some parallels to today, you know, with what's going on and stuff like that. So, yeah, really good stuff. All of it. Yes. So it does repeat itself history. Yeah, exactly. Well, all the time, all the time. So if we can at least look at the past a little bit, um, you know, uh, be better prepared perhaps to, you know, um, protect against it happening again in the future if it was a bad thing, um, you know, all the better. You know, and that's instantly applicable to most IT projects, you know, in terms of how we go about things. We want to make sure that, we're, you know, we're doing things right and we're not repeating all mistakes all the time. Yeah, so true, so true. Um, we mentioned there tinkering. What, what do you do? What do you tinker with? Oh, I tinker around with any, well, Power Platform primarily, um, you know, BizApp stuff. So generally just, you know, maybe at a weekend, just looking at maybe little Canvas apps, just maybe figuring out stuff. Um, I tend to go in off in odd directions. I sort of, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just, you know, I'm like a, like a child just, you know, playing about with stuff and just, you know, oh, bored of that now. Let's go over here. Ooh, play with that, play with that. Best thing in the world, best thing in the world. Oh, no, go away. Yeah, so anything I can get my hands on and have a bit and that's fun and cool. I'll tinker about with nice. 
No, so so you don't tinker with any hardware, any kind of uh, on the physical side. I've been debating actually because I because I've got I keep eyeing up all the new um, sort of Intel and AMD CPUs, all the new graphics card and stuff like that. So I'm half debating to actually just completely start again, build a new PC. Uh, I've just not committed my um, my time and my wallet, most importantly, to it yet. And I seem to make a, a horrific mistake where I'll end up buying like the latest thing, and then next week, oh, here's a new thing. Oh, and the thing that you just bought last week that's gone down by a thousand pounds. So don't get me started, man. So like, I've I've been three months in the cycle of buying my parts for a new PC, and there's a massive global shortage around GPUs and particularly AMD CPUs. So uh, it's it's been literally months to be able to on back order to get some of these parts. And then you know one of the things I did order a couple of months ago, which I got sitting in the box, is a G9 samsung spruce uh screen and just uh that's 49 inches so it's a full wraparound screen right the biggest you can get on the market before going up to like television sizes it's got like a, a over 200 megahertz refresh rate so brilliant for gaming of course it's not for gaming it's for business um oh, of course absolutely and, <laughs> And and last night was announced the new version of that, and they haven't even opened it out of the box. And the new version, of course, is just you know, I mean, anytime the latest tech is included, right? It's it's often light years ahead of of the previous generation. So, um, but anyhow, I'll I'll stick with my forty nine inch. I'll suffer through with it in its current version. Um, and uh, yeah, but it's it's going to be awesome to finally get set up. So I understand your your tinkering nature there. Yeah, I think the problem as well, I'm a bit fanboyish with it as well. So, you know, I'm wedded to Intel and NVIDIA primarily. So despite the many protestations of uh, my colleague who gets very frustrated at me when I sort of describe what I'm thinking about, uh, I just tend to just buy the same thing over and over again. Which yeah, obviously see, I've been Intel all my life, but this yeah. time they lost me. The, Did they? the Intel, okay. I, don't, I don't think are on par where AMD are now. Hence my switch. Well, I wonder, I wonder whether the, there's a future for for Intel and AMD because everyone seems to be going down the ARM route these days. Apple are interestingly they've ditched Intel, so I wonder whether they have a future at all. Really, you know, in the grand yeah, but things. but I mean, a future in in computer terms is right. Only got to be three years, <laughs> right? Uh, as in yeah. from uh, the one I'm using. After that, there'll be something better. So I'll, I'll buy then. But AMD, I think, still sorry. So ARM has still got a long way to go. I would have thought in 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 the versions we've seen anyhow. Tell us about your journey to to becoming an MVP. Like I, I was pretty active in the in the UK community around the time that you were, you know, getting ready to come into the program. Tell me uh, about what's what's that been like for you? What's community been like for you, particularly? You know, UK I feel has got one of the largest, most engaging, flamboyant communities. Um, <laughs> You know that I've come across, and and I've been involved in a few around around the globe. Um, but you know, I just I I love the humor. I love the 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 camaraderie. The you know, yeah, it, it's awesome. Tell us about what's that been like for you. It's been great, really. So I mean, originally, I sort of started off with 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 a blog, as I think a lot of people sometimes do. You know, so just doing a, doing a blog. I got I used to do quite a bit of blogging on non. 
uh, just it was an old blog just on just a blog on old stuff. So I'd basically look at like okay, a, an old video game and do a blog post about that, you know, stuff like that. So so I sort of decided okay, right, I've not done any blogging. I need to get serious, do a blog a week. Okay, so started doing that and stuff like that. Then, as I think I recall, I think it was actually. Um, the legendary uh, Mr. Andrew Bibby, who actually, I think, contacted me on the blog and sort of said, hey, Joe, you know, maybe you should come and check out the the user group that we've got running in the UK. You know, we think we think that maybe, you know, it's, um, you know, it might be useful for you. It'd be nice maybe to have you involved as a future. So obviously got me thinking, started to get involved as part of the, the that community there primarily, started getting involved as part of the Saturday events. And then obviously comes the first big sort of thing where you sort of go, right, okay, I'm going to deliver a talk. So, and it just, it just sort of starts, started from there. And you sort of, um, to, to a certain extent, you, you, you find yourself doing more and more and you, and, and as you're doing it, you've, you're happy to do it. It's, it's not in, in, in any way a sort of, I guess, a, a chore or a burden. It's just like, oh, right. Yeah, great. I can, we can talk about this or, oh yeah, we can help out with this event or, you know, do this sort of stuff, you know, and I think you've, you've summed it up well in terms of the UK community in particular. Um, it's a, just a really, I think, I think generally across the category for business apps, it's just a really great group of people, you know, everyone's just really nice welcoming you know they're really sort of um focused on um you know on achieving you know some really great outcomes with the technology um you know it's a you know it's not it's not sort of i mean it's obviously technical because it's it but it doesn't feel as sort of like you know deeply technical compared to maybe other categories you've got you know a good great mixture of you know, functional and technical people in there yeah and it's and you know I think as part of that, you know, just be being able to sort of um, get involved, first of all, as part of the, the community and then, oh, lo and behold, oh, MVP type thing. You know, it, it's um, yeah, it's, it's just been it's just been an incredible journey. And I think, um, you know, it's it's a lot of these things when you look back on it, it's the journey that matters, isn't it? You know, it's what you do on the way and you look back and it's sort of going, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's really good. Tell me what's been the experience in, in over, you know, the COVID world and, and, you know, UK has been particularly hard hit. What's What's been the impact on the community from that perspective? You know, I happen to um, read the tea leaves right and leave the UK in the November before the March, you know, outbreak uh, and, and move back to New Zealand. And I was involved in a community there that was very... Uh, should we say high touch, you know, in person, a, a lot of a lot of fun, uh, pubs, that type of thing, um, and events, you know, live hackathons, things like that. And, and then, you know, you've gone now a, a year in pretty much home isolation, right? You've been, uh, and how, how, what's the impact <clears throat> in your perspective that's had on the community and how people engage? I think it, you know it's been it's been difficult. So I think it was around about last this time last year you had the first big UK event, the Scottish Summit, which sort of finished off, um, you know, and from there things sort of took a bit of a drag. I think it's been everyone's had their own challenges with it. I think from 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 my perspective, it's actually been quite good to see that there's actually been, you know, um, you know the same if not more opportunities in terms of having that engagement you know admittedly it's not going to have that same impact in terms of you know face-to-face meeting or actually seeing people and you know having that one-on-one interaction type thing but certainly there's been a rallying around of the community not just in the sense of the um of the sort of the um the, you know the, the typical events the user groups the saturday events and all that sort of stuff but really on a on a on a personal level as well you know you've had you know 
communities such as you know the, the 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 weekly bespoke badger you know virtual pub that um chris huntingford and um you know larry sort of helped to spearhead and it's now sort of regular fixture you know it's, and so it it it's with things like that it's not just the community is not just sort of come together just okay we want to keep going with you know what we want to do which are these events and these talks and stuff like that but actually we want to just try and make sure everyone's feeling okay during these times you know by doing things like the bespoke badger and stuff like that it gives it gives people just maybe an opportunity just to unwind you know see other people and just get that just get that you know um sense of being together again as if it were you know you know we were able to meet and obviously do these events once more i feel that bespoke badger really helped a lot of people um uh from a mental health perspective and that it was a place to let off steam to to be candid to not be you know um uh caged if you like uh and just be themselves and 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 you know eyeball other people even though it was eyeballing through a camera um but really that sense of togetherness you know and community and camaraderie yeah, I mean, what's been what's been achieved there in terms of just the, the the conception of the idea, and then just people just getting involved with it has been, you know, simply simply astounding. And I think it just goes back to I think what I was saying earlier in terms of you know this this um, the business applications community. You know, it's 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 um, you know it's there. It it does go the extra mile and it does care in terms of um, you know making sure that everyone is happy and you know being welcoming at the end of the day. Yeah. Now you you've been heavily involved in exams and things like that, right? Oh God, yeah, I think yeah, lots of exams. I think it must it must be like um, some form of like you know what's it sadomasochistic type sort of punishment, you know, sort of the it's the worst thing in the world, but you you get some sort of secret pleasure out of it or something. It's like it's really strange, but yeah, to to, to my sins, you know, sat quite a few exams, um, partly just to try and keep learning because you know these, you can easily fall off the rails of this stuff. But you know, also as well, um, you know, being a partner practice that um, myself that we're sort of operating you know it's we need to sit these exams you know it's end of story really totally totally but if we look at exams you know a 2021 makes a, a big pivot point uh in exam taking and of course we're talking about you know power platform exams dynamics 365 exams microsoft or, or um, um, uh, vendor certification exams just just for clarification around this and you know, two years ago, let's say maybe two, two and a half, three years ago, there was also a major, major pivot in exams. Like I've been involved in the exam process since ooh, CRM four, uh, I would say when I started and, and would go through and get certified. But back then it was every three years, you know, I, I got certified because Microsoft only released the product every three years. And then I got into exam writing. So writing the questions and um, validating questions and that type of thing. But anyhow, three years ago, around three years, loosely, Microsoft, of course, started going to a two-year release wave cadence. And therefore there was such massive amount of changes going and the exam uh, system had to kind of keep up with that. And so now Z exams, you know, you're lucky if you get a year's worth of benefits out of them before there's a new one in that same category being released, right? And then we come to today and, or, or you know, what's been announced for this year, and there's this new pivot where once you take an exam, you go to Pearson View, uh, sit the exam, you know, traditionally. Then after that, 
any updates to that exam you're going to be able to do through Microsoft Learn. What have you drilled into and understood? And then, so we're talking about keeping that exam refreshed. You're just going to have to sit the, my understanding is the Delta, right? What's different than the original? What's your take on it all? Well, actually, funnily enough, at the moment, I'm I'm in a renewal cycle with that, doing the actual sales exam at the moment, and uh, it's tough. Um, I fa- I've, this evening I failed the assessment for probably third time. Um, you know, so what you're being tested on is, like you say, the, the stuff that's coming new and things like that. You know, so you know it, it's you know everybody fails these things sometimes. I think a, a lot of this stuff you need to sort of just. Um, you cut the crap and just sort of accept it and obviously just, you know, do what you need to do to repass it. But, you know, the, it is quite a tough experience. Having said that, I think, you know, compared to going through the process of, you know, booking an actual exam, paying for it, obviously, of course, and then having somebody, some stranger somewhere in the internet sort of watching you for 90 minutes while you're sort of in Oh, yeah, because these, these are the home ones, right? The remote ones from home. Is yeah, that what you're talking so about? Yeah. This is it. Yeah. So um for those who, who don't know, you can effectively sit the exams. Well, traditionally you would sit them maybe in a test center um and things like that. But now, because obviously with COVID, you can now sit the exam at home. But the caveat is that you need to be sat in a room, you need to be recorded at all times. Uh, and if somebody was to step into the room, then straight away your exam's cancelled. You know, it's serious stuff potentially. But certainly that experience when you compare, okay, doing a reassessment every year obviously upskilling on maybe stuff that's coming new so in the case of the sales one you know looking at stuff like customer insights looking at stuff like um you know relationship assistant and stuff like that you know it's um it's a good opportunity you know and i'd take that any day over the sort of the traditional experience for the delta my understand going forward you're not going to have that rigor of somebody watching you on cam it's just going to be a login against your profile you're going to go through sit the delta piece or it's not going to be administered by a Pearson view for example the exam you know people that that normally would run the traditional exams for microsoft is that right that's right yeah so you essentially do it on the microsoft learn website uh, you sort of go through a sort of a set of different questions and stuff like that uh, if you pass great you get it uh, renewed for the year if not then um, you know, you have to retake it and they, they do have some protection around that. So in the case of um, the fact that I failed it again uh, this evening means that I'm locked out until 24 hours time. So I need to just, you know, hit the learn site again, brush up on subjects and try again tomorrow all being well. Yeah, I definitely think they needed to come out with this change, right? Because, you know, uh, what I was sensing is that there's there's becoming a jadedness, just like there's been a jadedness with... Um, uh, with, with virtual events, right? Some people are struggling with, um, you know, continuing with virtual events and the or the overload of them. It was like the exams were becoming overloaded as well. And you're in this constant perpetual cycle of exam taking and, and uh, you know, which is great, as you say, for, for keeping up and keeping learning, et cetera. But sometimes you just feel that you're on a treadmill to where is this going, you know? Yeah, and I think as well, um, it's happened, I think, in the business application space, but also with Azure as well. Um, a lot of these exams have basically um, have been sort of effectively binned off, for lack of a better word, and replaced with new versions because there's because there's been a recognition okay well maybe the technology's changed you know maybe in the case of um you know the the previous developers exam okay well maybe it's not it's power platform not dynamic so let's just rip out all that stuff on there so i think you know people you know people are sort of get to the point okay well god another oh another oh god another developers exam oh god another fundamentals exam you know so i think it's 
it's part of a transition. Obviously, I think Microsoft is transitioning across to having these role-based exams. You're not going to get it first time right on a lot of this stuff, you know, granted. I think if, you know, hopefully we're going to get to a point soon where, okay, the exams are the exams are set. And then like you say, we've got this yearly refresh cycle. And again, it's all about, you know, making sure that people are, you know, keeping up the craft, you know, know what they're talking about, uh, but making it as straightforward and easy as possible for people to, you know, learn and you know, recertify. Yeah, I like it. Well, Joe, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I always like wrapping these up with a few, you know, random questions. Some existential life questions. Uh, are you ready for yours? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, would you rather date someone you met online or on a blind date? Oh, blind date, I think. Nice. Have you had your 15 minutes of fame yet? Um, No. I don't think so. Fair enough. What what uh, things are you most scared to tell your parents? Uh, probably probably the amount of time I spend on blogging and doing videos, I think. Nice. What was the first thing you remember uh, buying with your own money? Can't be lollies. Can't be sweets. Oh, I think it was. So I don't know if you remember in the UK, Greg's. Um, used to sort of uh, store up money from from dinners during the day and then go and get a Greg's uh, sausage roll at the end of the day. Nice, nice. What's the best job you've ever had? Um, probably um, the one I'm in at the moment, I think. Sort of, you know, running my own business and doing my own thing, really. Love it. If you were to write a book, what would you write about? Probably history. Go back to... Yeah, it's one of those things that you'll probably, I'll probably end up going back to. You'll probably find me sort of um, being a volunteer in some history museum. Love it. Tired. I love it. Thanks, Joe, for coming on the show. No worries, Mark. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as NZ365Guy. Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If you want to leave a review, go to nz365guide.com forward slash review. Otherwise, stay safe as always out there, people. See you next time.